Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Do you struggle with knowing exactly what you should be doing to move the needle forward in your business? And do you struggle with knowing what to focus on next? If so, if this sounds like you, I have two solutions for you. Number one is mastermind groups. There is so much power in getting people together and helping to solve each other's problems. At Eat Blog Talk, we have put together our own mastermind groups and we are hosting these weekly. You can join at any time. You can try it out for a month or you can sign up for a quarter or you can go all in and sign up for an entire year. Come join us. See if it's a great fit for you. And this will really help you to solve those problems you're having in your business and give you clarity about what you should be doing next to move your business forward. The next solution is the Eat Blog Talk membership. I have spent all of 2021 so far putting so much value inside of the membership. It is such a supportive and wonderful place to be for food bloggers. We are learning so much from each other. We are joining together in monthly intensive calls where we focus on very specific parts of food blogging in order to grow our businesses in massive ways. We also have guest experts come in and join us very regularly to talk about really specific parts of food blogging. And we get one-on-one access to these experts, such as Matt Mullen from Email Crush, Casey Marquis from MediaWise. So many great people are joining us in these sessions and they are super valuable. There are so many reasons why you should be in the membership. I could not even start touching on all of it. If you're tired of wandering around aimlessly in your business and not knowing what to focus on, Give the membership a try for free for two weeks. Go to eatblogtalk.com. You can sign up for the masterminds there and you can also start the process of getting into the membership for two weeks just to check it out. The rest of us can't wait to see you inside. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to another episode of Eat Blog Talk. I'm so happy that you're here today. I have Neha Matur with me. I'm so excited to have a chat with her. She is from whiskaffair.com, and we're going to have a chat about building a team. Neha has been the blogger behind Whisk Affair since 2012. She studied to be a dental surgeon, but found her calling in helping people experience food. She has more than 1,200 recipes from India, America, and around the globe on Whisk Affair. Whisk Affair has grown to more than 1 million page views a month with all tried and tested recipes and the love from its readers. Neha, before we talk about building a team, what fun fact do you have to share with us today? Yeah, thank you so much, Megan, for having me here. And the fun fact that I want to share about myself is that I actually never cooked anything until I turned 25. So I was preparing to be a dental surgeon. And, you know, my focus was always towards studies. And I never kind of entered the kitchen. But now that's my office space for more than half of the day. So I think um, this is like a great transformation in myself. 
So from dental surgeon to cook, that is quite a transformation. And you really could not get more different than that, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, it's cool. I'm glad you decided to start a blog and start cooking because as I told you a little bit ago, I think your photography is so beautiful. Your food is so inviting and colorful and you don't always see that. But the second I clicked onto your blog, I was instantly captivated. Like, I need to learn more about this blogger. She's amazing. Look at this delicious looking food. So you are good at it, clearly. So I am glad you made that decision to start cooking. Um, But today you're here to talk about building a team. Neha, you've managed um, food content for a long time, right? Which always comes along with challenges, unfortunately, but we all kind of know that. And one of the challenges you've really been able to tackle is knowing how to delegate and also build an effective team. So we would love to hear your expertise on that. Um, first of all, I guess we could just start with you telling us what are the different kinds of work that a food blogger needs to do? I mean, there we know there are so many, but why don't you talk through some of that? Sure. Well, that's a great question, Megan. Uh, so apart from cooking, which is obvious, there are just too many things to be taken care of. So building and maintaining a website is nearly half a job in itself. Uh, then you have to research new recipes which fit your reader's niche, shoot videos, take pictures, then edit them in different formats, you know, for different kinds of social media, Facebook, Instagram, and all those, even Pinterest for that matter. And then you have to write content, handle social media, all of these things. So there's like quite a thing to do um, as a food blogger. So then if you're working with brands, you have to also reach out to them, uh, maybe do some PR, negotiate the contracts, raise invoices, manage expenses, uh, then you know maintain financial books, tax filings, and so much more. It's like a full 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 time um, uh, business or work you can say so that's what a blogger's life looks like it's like a handful of real full-time actual jobs put into one which I think is kind of comical because we really do do it all and we just get used to it and we don't realize that like how much we're actually doing until we take a step back and Look at everything you just said. I was writing furiously as you were talking. So just the things I wrote down, cooking, maintaining a site, finding new recipes, photos, um, taking the photos, editing the photos, maintaining social media, brand work, brand reach outs, PR, invoices, finances, taxes. Okay, that's like (laughs) 12 jobs rolled into one job. And isn't it funny that the general population doesn't even know about food blogging, but we do so much. I just feel like there's going to be this point where everyone, not everyone, but people will start realizing, oh, food bloggers, you know, it's a real profession and look at all that they do, but we are not there yet (laughs) by any means. When you say, I'm a food blogger, what do people say to you, Neha? So uh, most people don't understand what exactly I do. They think that, you know, it's kind of a hobby. And, uh, you know, I just do it to uh, because I stay at home now. So they think that, you know, I just do it because I just like to cook food. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that is one of the reasons, obviously. But yeah, it's much more than that now. So 
Yes. So that's a lot. I mean, we can't realistically do all of that over time and stay sane and keep our businesses intact. So eventually, we've got to get to this point where we start delegating work and building a team, even if it's starting really small. Where do we start? Do we start just identifying what we're good at, what our weaknesses are, or what do you think? Yeah, so I think uh, after a couple of years into blogging, I figured out that this cannot, this is not a one person's job. And if I want to do it better, I'll have to start delegating stuff. And the first step to uh, know that what you want to delegate is to understand what you are good at, what you love doing, and then what what are the things that you know you don't enjoy that much and can be easily given off uh, to other people it's very difficult because you know when you start a blog it's like your baby you want to do 100% of everything but uh, you know it is practically not possible once you scale your business once you know it grows beyond certain point it is actually very very difficult to manage all these things so um, you know uh, what i feel is that uh, you know, you just love doing something, you're just good at it, just do them and the, find the things that you feel you want to do more and get better at them. And for the rest, look at building a team. So how many things do you think we should focus on? You mentioned you love photography. Do we pick like two or three things? Do we pick one main thing and focus on that? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think uh, of these, you know, the 11, 12 things I, uh, you know, pinpointed what it, bloggers have to do. I think you, should, you can pick two or three of them. So what I did for myself was I love to take pictures and that's what I kept for myself. And I also love to create recipes and creating recipes. I uh, you know chose to do because this website uh, reflects me a lot. So uh, when I create a recipe, when I try it out, um, it makes a lot more sense. So I kept creating the recipes and the photography part to myself and I delegated you know, the taxes, finances, social media, all those things uh, to other people. And I think most of the time, we don't get into this for the taxes or for the PR necessarily or creating invoices and even social media. Some people really embrace and love social media. But I think for the most part, I think it's safe to say that a lot of us do not love that part. It's not our favorite part. So just picking like the top two or three right Neha and then picking maybe like the bottom two or three and holding on to those top ones and getting better at them and taking the bottom ones and starting to delegate and you have to be okay with that I think people struggle with this so talk about that a little bit like if people are listening and they're like yeah but I can do it so why would I hand it off you know that whole thing I've, I've been there too like I'm capable of doing this so what would you say to them? Why should they start handing those bottom things off? Yeah, so I think it's always good to learn everything. But then you'll have to realize that there are only certain number of hours in a day and you can only work so much. And if you put your entire effort and time into doing something you are good at and you love, your productivity will be more. Uh, your If you are taking up your blog as a, uh, as a business, uh, you'll be able to grow it much faster and, uh, you know, people will appreciate the kind of the work you are doing because you are putting 100% of yourself into it. So, you know, it is very difficult to l let go of things, but you'll have to, uh, you know, it's really good for you, for your blog and everybody that, you know, you make this hard choice and uh, just let those few things, uh, you know, be taken away from you. So, yeah, it's all in the mindset, I think. 
so at end of the day it's actually a win win for uh, the blogger and the the readers yeah but we have to take this call that's a really good point it's not just a win for us it's a win for the our audience the people who come to consume our content and when you think of it like that it's much easier at least for me to say okay fine i'll let go of some things because we can handle it we can go through you know, like doing the social media and the taxes and all of that. But if we know it's actually going to benefit our people, that is huge. So I love that perspective. And you're right. It is so much mindset. Um, And just like getting to that point where you make the decision, I think, to do it is really hard. But once you get there, it's like, oh my gosh, worlds open up. Even if you just release... I don't know, a couple hours a week to somebody else to do. Don't you feel like you just have so much more time, even more than like the hours that you give them? So if you hire someone for three hours to take over your social media, it feels like so much more than that. Do you agree with that? Correct. And you know what? Uh, if you have like three hours spare and you love to create recipes, you can create more recipes in that three hour time. Uh, rather than doing the work that you like you know really don't like and uh, which can be delegated that is also kind of a uh, you know you can make a ba- good balance by uh, delegating the work um so where do we go next so like let's say somebody is making the decision to start doing this and delegating and hiring what is the next step uh, so there are many different ways to build a team uh, i think referrals always work the best Uh, there are many communities on social media in which you can ask for help and references of specific skill sets so you know facebook is full of groups where you can just post your requirements and you will get tons and tons of reply so people can advise on vas who can help you with content writing editing you know uh, handling social media and all those things and then uh, you can also post on job websites to hire videographers photographers accountants legal etc so like you know there are tons and tons of uh, job websites out there and you can find both interns and like very uh, 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 what do you say experienced uh, people uh, so it's up to you who you want to hire and there are like multiple options available and a number of individuals and companies give services to build and maintain websites also so you can you know use all these different method to hire your team so you just have to figure these things out so social media for me has worked out uh, best because i just post on the group for any requirement and i get a lot of messages and then i just ask them for some samples and then decide uh, who to hire social media is so great for that and you mentioned references just asking people what um what experiences they have had with like VAs or social media managers or whatever because usually you can find a lot of people who have experience with working with people right and there's got to be a handful of good recommendations so i think that is such a great place to start go to your favorite trusted community or forum or group and just ask around or if you have blogger friends too just ask them who have you used for um pinterest pin creation and usually you will get a ton of ideas back what are some of the job sites that you recommend so um i use indeed sometimes and um because i live in india we have some local sites here as well um so i have used indeed.com uh, which i think is a, a popular us based site to look out for um, hiring out 
and mostly it's been facebook group every you know there are multiple com- blogger communities and everybody is so helpful you just have to ask and there are so many people who are ready to help you um i used indeed a few years ago i was kind of thinking outside the box with trying to hire somebody to help me with video and everyone was kind of in the same rut where they would hire the same people and they would pay the same amount you know like there it was just like everyone was doing the same thing as far as hiring out video and my awesome va she was like well what if you just put something on indeed i believe it was indeed and ask someone if they would be willing to come to your house and help you film and that was so not a food blogger mindset thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to have that perspective. So we did. We immediately found this amazing videographer. She came to my house for like two years frequently and filmed my video and edited it. And it was just such a great um, opportunity to work with her and to get her amazing videos. And she wasn't like in the world of food blogging. So sometimes if we just think outside the box a little bit, we can actually be rewarded. Don't you feel like that? Like we're all kind of thinking along the same lines and doing the same things and hiring the same people. And it doesn't always have to be that way. Correct. Correct. So Indeed is great. What about Upwork or Fiverr? I know those are two that get tossed around a lot too. Oh yes, Upwork. Yeah, correct. I just missed uh, because I don't use them too much. Uh, I live in India. So, but I have, you know, heard my uh, blogger friends in the US using Fiverr and Upwork as well. Yeah. And it's worth looking. If you have a need for something, why not just look on, I know on um, Upwork, you can put a job posting up really easily and you don't have to accept any. You can just see what people come your way and talk to them and see if they would be a good fit. So it really doesn't hurt to look and ask around. We start with building a team and we start with those things that maybe we aren't loving. How far do we go? Do you recommend hiring a handful of people and Where's the sweet spot, I guess? So I would suggest going slow. You know, you hire one person at a time for one task. And then when they kind of get accustomed and when you feel that you are confident that they are handling it well, then you can move on to the next thing. And uh, because if you want to expand your business, everything is going to take more time. So you want to create more recipes. You want to do more social media. You want to make more pins. So eventually you will need, you know, Uh, more and more and more people Uh, but uh, I think going slow is the best way you know you hire out one person for social media try them out for a couple of months or sometime and then maybe taxes I have always outsourced always always because that's one thing I just cannot I mean I'm really really bad with (laughs) all those numbers and stuff so uh, that is one thing that I just kind of straight away uh, outsourced Uh, But apart from that, I went slow with everything. So currently I have a social media manager. I have uh, a chef who helps me in the kitchen with all the preparations, chopping and all those stuff. And I have a content writer as well. So but I'm currently looking to uh, hire another content writer because I'm, I'm wanting to increase the number of posts I do every week. And I think that will help me. You mentioned trying someone out for a couple months. I think that's such a wise strategy because you don't want to lock yourself into, I don't know, six months or a year when you really don't know how you work with a person. So trying like, what do you recommend? Two months, three months to start? 
Yeah, so I think two or three months, three months is a good time because see, you also kind of keep changing your strategy. Sometimes you feel that posting more content is good for you, and then, you know, after giving it a try, you figure out that you know maybe uh, updating the old recipes will be a better idea. So you also, it's such a volatile field. You want to keep, you know, you have to experiment with a lot of things. And if you hire someone for let's say a year, then you are stuck with uh, the that you know the doing the same thing. So if you hire them for let's say two or three months, uh, you and you know if you want to change something uh, with your business, there's always scope. Yeah, it leaves you room to do that and to change and adapt and all of that. Okay, you mentioned you have a few people on your team, and you obviously have to work together. You have to communicate. What tools do you use to communicate with one another? Um. So, uh, I work on Google Sheets. So I, you know, a lot of, I have heard a lot of people using softwares like Asana and all those things. I have never tried them. For me, Google Sheets is working best. So we have these shared sheets with everybody and I have, you know, color coded them. So everybody in my team knows when to color code and what to color code. So uh, that is working best for us. And for communicating with them, uh, most of my team works, uh, uh, you know, from their home. And we meet once in a while on, over a Zoom call or, you know, Google Meets. And um, so basically do- Google Docs and spreadsheets is what I just love working with. And, uh, you know, everything goes on the drive. Everything is saved. I love that. It's just like magic. It just saves. You don't have to worry about saving anything, which is so great about applications like that. Google Sheets is amazing. We use that too on my team. I know some people love Asana. You mentioned that. I've never used it. I think it's great from what I hear. Airtable I use to manage content. and My VA and I both um, reference that daily. I know Trello too is really good. I use that for many, many years. Um, as far as just managing content, you can even put an editorial calendar in there. I want to mention this because this is one of the things I love. It's like a little hidden secret for just communicating with your team or with anyone really. But Marco Polo, which is a free app you can get on your phone, on any smartphone, and it records video. Are you familiar with it, Neha? Um, no. Okay. So you can record videos and send videos to specific people, but they don't have to watch it until they're ready. So it's not like a phone call where they have to answer right when you're calling or even a text. Like you can just let it sit in the app. And then let's say two hours later, I'm like, okay, now I'm at a spot where I can respond to my VA. Then I watch the video and then I can respond in same thing. So it's super convenient and you don't have to store the videos on your phone. It's all stored within the app. So love Marco Polo. I don't know what I would do without it. This sounds really, really good. So I must try it. I'll, I'll try it. So for uh, very nice. Thank you for sharing. Yes, of course. And there's a free version, but <laughs> they they do a really good job of sucking you in to the like the paid uh, features because they'll give you like the paid features for a time and they're so nice and you get used to them and then they take it away and you're like, oh man, I really liked those features. I want that. Yeah, exactly. So I pay for it. I think it's like $50 a year. So it's not super crazy, but you can like fast forward. So you don't have to listen in real slow time because I fast forward podcast episodes when I listen to them because I just think it's like I can still understand it. So it's more efficient for me. Um, And then other little things about it. But 
yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And then are there other resources you have to recommend for teams? So maybe not communicating, but anything else you have to share? So I personally, uh, you know, uh, Google spreadsheets and documents are very, very strong tools. And I think if you just learn to use them wisely and, you know, just learn to color code and uh, make your own system, they work really, really well. And uh, these are actually the two things I um, I use, nothing else except these two. Um, so, and I think, but because you told Trello and Asana and the Marco Polo, I'm, I'm going to try them out as well now. I like what you just said, make your own system. You don't have to do what anyone else says. I don't ever expect anyone to hear what I do and go do what I do because it works for me. It might not work for you and that's fine. But just finding what does work for you and making your own system. I like how you use color coding. That's so smart because so many people are visual and they like knowing just by a glance what is going on with files or information. So yeah, just find something that works for you and run with it. Um, I think that is the key here, right? Because everyone is different. Everyone works differently. Right. So I, I can give you an example how I do it. So let's say I'm going to, you know, I have a, sp- a Google spreadsheet for uh, the recipes I'm going to make this month. And those recipes, my content writer has to write, right? So when I, when I write the recipes and do the, the keyword research, I mark the recipes pink. When I cook the recipes and the, you know, the videos, video is up on the drive from where the content creator, the content writer has to, you know, she also does step by step. Uh, she takes screenshot for me for the step by step and put it on my website, uh, put it on the back end. So th- I do it gray. And when she ha- is done with, you know, doing all the things on the back end, she color coded blue. And then when I'm done posting the recipe, it, I make it green. So, you know, it's like a little system and both of us know what's going on here. And it just worked perfectly fine. Yeah. And it doesn't take too long to get into the groove with a system as long as you've, you're both on the same page, you're all on the same page and you know what everything means. It happens really fast. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, we don't really even have to talk that much. And we know what we need to do. And it's like magic kind of, right? It's great when you can get in that groove. Is there anything else you feel like we should know about building a team and delegating? We've talked about a lot in a little amount of time. What else do you feel like people should know? Um, I think the first thing is to just make up your mind and just start delegating. You will not feel comfortable at first. Maybe, you know, you'll have to uh, uh, handhold the person you are uh, hiring but that's okay. People learn fast. We'll, we'll you know, start, we'll have to uh, learn. We should learn to trust people also. And, you know, just trust that they will also do good stuff. Because, you know, this blog becomes our, like our babies. And we want to do everything for them on our own. Uh, but I think others can also do a great job. And with a little handholding and with a little, uh, you know, teamwork, uh, I think this it can take you to a different level. So just give it a try. And uh, I'm definitely sure that, you know, uh, it will be comfortable in some time. So, yeah. I love how you said that because it can seem daunting and that's one thing. But also we can feel like handing something over is so much work just to kind of teach them. So you need to get past that because they are teachable. People are teachable. So getting past that hump of 
you know, it might be extra time and extra energy, but getting over that hump is actually going to benefit you. So I love that you ended with that. So thank you so much, Neha. This was fun. I feel like I always have things that I could delegate. And like, even when I have my system down, there are always tasks that pop up that I'm like, ugh, I do not want this in my life anymore. So I feel like this is something that we can all revisit all the time. Like, what can I delegate? What is not serving me? What am I hating? What am I loving? So I really appreciate all of your perspective and everything you brought to the table today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Megan, for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to you. And you might know this, but I like to ask all of my guests for either a favorite quote or words of inspiration before we say goodbye. I, you know, I would say my words of inspiration, which inspired me as well. So, you know, just just be yourself and create your own niche with consistent effort and you will be rewarded. So this is my mantra and I keep going back to it. Just keep doing what you are doing. Give it your best and, you know, it will happen. I love it. Thank you, Neha. Again, we will put together a show notes page for you. So if anyone wants to go peek at that, you can find it at eatblogtalk.com forward slash whisk affair. And by the way, you should also go visit Neha's website because it is gorgeous. So Neha, tell everyone where that's at and where they can find you online. So um, I'm online under the name of whiskaffair.com. So all my social media handles are whiskaffair and my website is whiskaffair.com. Great. Well, thank you again so much for being here, Neha. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk. Eat Blog Talk.